What made you want to start getting closer to God? Uh, well, I became a Christian my senior year. And then, like, that whole um, testimony that I have is... I mean, we can go into it. I'll tell you it. So, this was when I got hurt, right? After I got hurt and everything. So, after I realized, like, football's over, right? So, 10 years of my life dedicating to football, it's done, right? There's there's no way I'm going to go back, because especially after the concussion, right? Because my mom was like, listen, you can either go back to play, but understand that 10 years down the line, it's a very big possibility that you're going to have some brain issues, yeah. you know, and whatnot. So, I'm like, all right, slow. Well, I guess I have to figure out something else. So... We go to the, so Brooklyn Tabernacle is having a Christmas show, um, December twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. Right, they're having a Christmas show, so we go to it, and um, I'm like feeling whatever. Like I didn't, I didn't even want to go to begin with. And at the end of the show, the pastor comes up, and you know he's talking about how, you know, you know, aren't you tired of like trying to be in control of all your problems? Like, don't you want to just like let go of that? Don't you want to let go of all your burdens and like just trust that like, you know your life is gonna be taken care of, you know? And, and and he said other things, but that's what really stuck with me. Now, mind you, Brooklyn Tabernacle is a giant, giant church, right? There's like 5,000 people in the building and there's like 2,000 people in overflow. So we're talking like 7,000 people, right? Watching this at, like, at the time. So he goes, you know, if you never accepted like Jesus as your savior, like stand up like and, and take that step, you know? Like, don't you wanna be free from all like your burdens and stuff like that? And I felt, and I get kids and I remember, it felt like someone picked me up. Like, it felt like mm. someone took a string and like lifted me out of my seat. So I stood up, and he goes, "If you stood up, come down to the front." So I go on to the front, and I'm crying, right? I'm crying because not only I was dealing with that, but I was dealing with a bunch of other stuff at the time. Do you want to talk about what you were dealing with? Because I'm thinking like the only thing that I remember honestly was just like losing that dream that I dedicated so much years to, you know? Because I didn't have any, I didn't develop close friendships because I chose to train instead of going out. I didn't spend time. I didn't spend time with my family going on vacations and building those relationships because I was dedicating that time to training, right? So my whole teenage years was all dedicated to just like training, getting better and practice. So you felt lonely? What'd I, you just, say? I just felt destroyed because I was like, this is what I dedicated my life. Well, at the time, right? At the time, like this is what I dedicated my life to and now it's all, it's pretty much done, right? And that's all I remember though. That was like one of the main things. But I was dealing with other stuff too. Um, stuff with like family and stuff like that. Like, okay. listen, we all have our own like issues and stuff like that that we're dealing with. Um, but I always had, I always felt kind of just like, I wouldn't say depressed, but again, like lonely, alone, empty. I felt really empty inside. Empty. I felt really empty for the longest. I felt really, really empty. And um, and I guess I used football to kind of like fulfill me. And like that became like who I was. Cause like you aren't, who you are is not what you do, right? Who you are is who I am, right? Yeah. You don't something something in outsource does not dictate who you are, right? Because then what happens is when you lose that outsource thing, you lose a sense of identity, a sense of self, and that's not that's not the case, right? Let's say God forbid, right? Let's say the Nick and Mal show became who you are, and let's say God forbid you lost it, right? You would feel like, oh shoot, like what's my purpose? Be destroyed, right? What's my purpose, yeah. right? But that's not that's not how it should be. Yeah. So at the time, that's how it felt for me, like oh, I like I lost my purpose or whatever. So I go to the front. And I'm crying and he sees me and he goes, you know, how old are you? So I'm crying so much I couldn't even like mm -hmm. I couldn't even talk. So I just mouth like I'm like 17. He goes, Can I want every single person in this church right now to pray for this 17 year old boy? And in an instant, anything I was feeling was gone. What the fuck? In an instant, everything I was feeling was gone. And from that point forward, I'm like, I want to have a relationship with God. And that was it. And it, it's it's and then as I dove into the Bible and read it, I learned more and more and more. 
that you know having a you know being a Christian or or understanding who God is it's not a religion right if you go into the Bible God talks about you know what I am the real religion is love right what I am God is love and what God wants is to have a relationship with you it's like a personal relationship it's like he wants you to know him and for he wants you to know him and he already knows you right but it's like a matter of like the way that we, we're talking right now that's how you're supposed to talk to him right it's not like some like mystic thing like no it's like having a normal conversation understanding who he is and understanding that like you know at the end of the day you know it's the matter of the heart that matters the most you know it's like mm -hmm. what what's in your heart that matters most you know are you like a malicious person or are you a loving person you know and then as long as you follow what he says you're always gonna have an amazing life because the greatest example that we had to be a great man is jesus himself how do you, you know? go about beginning to build that relationship how did you go about it or how would you give someone else advice the first the first step was just first accepting that right accepting that my life is not my own and that my life was given to me by god and that i just want to let go of everything and let him take the wheel right if we're in a car i don't want to be in the driver's seat i want to be in the passenger seat so everything that happens he's in control there's a saying, it's a phrase, right? It's like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, he has a plan for you. And like, let's just say like, you know, what we want for ourselves is never going to be as big as what God has for you. Mm. Never. You know, because like every single time that I try to take things into my own hands, my life gets smaller. Every time I let go and I like just li like listen like god like you take over and i just like take it one day at a time trusting that whatever he's gonna bring is a blessing it's always so can you give bigger. an example absolutely um covid for example all of covid i was like yo i have no money i have no clients you know i'm like trying to like do marketing i'm trying to like learn all this stuff i'm like you know what let me just take a step back and let me just focus on building my relationship with god and then like having everything else fall into place I took a step back, I started journaling, I started reading the Bible more, I started writing, and in my journal, I would kind of like write to God, right? And I would just like have conversations. And then all of a sudden I get a call, hey, um, this is Adrian, yeah. Well, you know, uh, do you know this person, this person, that person, yeah. Well, he referred me to you because I'm looking for a trainer. I'm like, oh shoot, okay. And then it happened again, then it happened again, then it happened again, and then I'm like, so you wow. stepped back from the physical marketing and God started marketing for you. Right. Right. Crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, people started hitting me up the train. You know, I started getting, like, these ideas out of nowhere to, like, call this person, call this person, call that person. And then things just started to click. And then for me, it's like, I always have to remind myself, this is, and I tell people, they're like, yo, Asian, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? I'm like, it's not me. It's 100% not me. It's 100% I mean, it's all God. It's God's blessings. And I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. And I'm just like, well, how'd you do it? And I tell him, listen, it's all God. You want to you wanna, you wanna have anything in your life go well, put God first. That's it. Do you think you have to be a good person, a genuine person to have God take control of the will? Will you? Because Can you elaborate I, on that more? So as in like, let's say someone that's always doing wrong, but they also believe in God and, and they believe in God taking the will, taking control of their life, that God has a plan for them. So what do you mean but doing they're not wrong? doing they're not doing right in life. Like what? They're like, they're doing, they're treating people bad. But yeah. they still, they still believe in God. They go to church every Sunday and, you know, God's going to forgive them for their sins and everything. But they're not morally living like a, a ritual person. To, to elaborate more on what I think Mal is trying to say yeah. is that if someone, if someone does not have a relationship with God, 
No, they have a relationship and, with God. But if but you're doing being, those things, you probably you don't, don't, you don't have a relationship. You know who God, God is. Yeah, that but you don't have, you have a relationship. relationship with God. Okay. And that's why I said, how do you build a relationship? Because building a relationship means sacrificing all those things that you mentioned. Because this is right. You have. So listen to this, right? So left to ourself, we are very, very selfish beings, no matter what. No matter what you say. You don't have to teach. Do you have to teach a toddler to not share? No. A toddler will automatically be like, no, this is mine. No, mine. this is mine. Mine. Because by nature, we're selfish, right? So by, the thing is, so that people get this twisted, right? It's like, people are like, oh, God set up rules to control me. No. He set those rules up that they are, like, for example, like, you know, the Ten Commandments, for example. He set those things up for us to realize that we can never follow those things without him first hmm. never because left to ourselves we're we can never follow we're the opposite of everything on the, the exactly that's us by nature we can never ever 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 do those things no matter what so those things are set in place to show us like okay we need god in our life because there's no way i could do these things without him you know what i'm saying there's no way that you can not be lustful without god first there's no way you can't you know do the things that you want to do selfishly you know without putting god first because like without god you're going to do those things no matter what mm. no matter how strong your willpower is you know no matter how strong your willpower is of course people struggle with different things right obviously nick is not going to go killing people right but you don't know, you know, me. You know I don't talk like you know my body son <laughs> you know don't talk but, like you but, know my body but, <laughs> but but joe schmo over here might be super struggling with pornography while another guy might not you know what i'm saying it's like it's one of those things. Like some, everyone has like that thorn in their side, but they that they have their struggle. Someone could be very patient. Oh, thank you. Someone could have no patience, while someone has amazing patience. But while this person struggles with, you know, whatever, the next person might not be struggling. So everyone has their struggle. You know, everyone has that thing that they're always going to be struggling with. Because if not, if you don't struggle with anything, why in the world would you need God in the first place? That's why I asked you, what were you going through? Because Thinking about my high school days, I I don't think I was struggling at all to a point where I'd be like, yo, I need God right now. And the fact that you were fresh out of high school and you felt that way, that was like, hey, you know what I mean? Adrian was going through some shit. Well, at least you felt like you was going through some shit. You talk about, right? So you develop this relationship with God and God starts providing for you. Yes. And you have to constantly tell people, hey, this is not me. This is God. Do you feel like some people get they develop that relationship with God and then they get lost in understanding that God did it? I did twice, a couple times, where there's been there's been points in my life where even even after that, like certain moments, I got super mad at God for like letting me go through stuff or allowing things to happen, and I'm like I don't deserve this. I did like I'm a good ass. I'm a super good person. Why am I going through this stuff? And I like completely turned my back against God. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'm doing things on my own. And even when I did that and things got worse, I also realized that even during that whole entire time, like God was still there protecting me. There's a, you know, there's a story. You ever heard of the, the prodigal son? You ever heard of that? So basically, in the Bible, it's a story where, um, now I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I'm paraphrasing right now. But the gist of it is, one of the one of the father's sons basically left, right? Left like left him, left the family, and went out on his own. Um, dealt through super super hardships that eventually, you know, he was so broken down. Um, now this is something that came from royalty. royalty. He 
suffered poverty, sickness. Like he went through the the, the ringer. He comes back to his dad, and his dad welcomes him, welcomes him with open arms, and has like a big celebration. The point of the matter is, is no matter how far you go away from God, sometimes you gotta be so stripped down and broken down to realize, like, damn, I need you, and He's gonna welcome you back with open arms and embrace you and bless you, you know. But sometimes we get caught up in our own selfishness. It's like I want to do things my way because I know better, and I went through that, right? I know better, like you. You're not even there for me. Like I'm, I'm praying to you. I'm talking to you. And I feel like you're not there for me. Like you're, you're allowing things to happen. I didn't even do anything wrong to deserve this. But sometimes you need a, a process of humbling, and you might not even need it. And it's in those times where you, you know, there's always going to be that process. And for me, I needed a process of humbling because I was too. I had this thing where, like I'm the man, not an arrogance. I guess an arrogance. It's uh, it's, it's always an arrogance. a bit of arrogance. It's an arrogance. It's an arrogance. You know, and that that's a an big, ego. That's a big thing I'm on right now. Like I, 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 everyone who listens to the podcast probably gonna hear me talk about it all the time. But like narcissism, we are yeah. all narcissistic <laughs> to a kind of. But I never degree. knew that. I never knew I was not. I had extreme narcissistic personalities. There you go. I never know I had extreme narcissistic personalities until I right. read it. I'm like, fuck, you need to change that. 